0: we you be Salud and welcome to the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute. I'm Alex Robinson. And I'm Andy Robinson. And together we are the Godfather, Godfather Minute, Minute brothers. brothers. Today we are going to be discussing Minute 90. 90. Minute 90 at long last is here. It's getting hot in here, Alex. It 90. Is. <laughs> I'm gonna take off all my clothes. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I almost choked when I said that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like McCluskey. I think yeah. you are doing ah. your McCluskey. Part. Is that what he's saying when he's choking? <laughs> <Yeah>. he's, like, <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to call Zaza in. Zaza's out in the car. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> oh, right, Zaza's well. just a kid at the time. That's true, yeah. So you're in his bones. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, do you want to... Should I go over what happens in a minute? Or do you want to give me my uh, Italian lesson first? Let's start with the, the, the Italian lesson. Okay. Alex, en yes. e minuto. E minuto. Numero. numero want to take a guess? Uh, nuevo. No, you're close. Mm. Novanta. 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 As in, uh, I novanta say goodbye oh. to McCluskey. Oh. Yeah. For, no, for novanta. For novanta. <laughs> novanta! <laughs> well, this is an historic minute. Is it mm-hmm. an historic minute? That's the proper way to say yeah, it, yeah. yeah. An, an historic. An historic minute. Mm-hmm. So uh, why don't you lay, lay the summary on us, Alex? Well, minute 90, um... The Turk continues to negotiate with Michael in Italian uh, until his words are drowned out by the passing train. Mm-hmm. Mikey stands up and shoots the Turk in the forehead. Boom! Bada bing! <laughs> he gets blood all over his nice Ivy League suit. Uh, and then he, uh, he turns to a stunned Matt McCluskey and shoots him in the throat. McCluskey gazes at him in, in stunned <sighs> silence. Well, not silence. like a stunned gurgling, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, Mikey shoots him in the forehead. He uh, McCluskey falls down the table, and then uh, Mikey starts to leave, drops the gun, and uh, jumps into a moving car, moving getaway car, and he's out of there, out of there. So it was funny when you were when you were relaying that summary, and you said he shoots a lot. So I went. I don't know if you heard that one, pa, like like the sound of a gun. And then when you, I realized when you, he shoots McCluskey twice, that's pa pa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think that was Is foreshadowing. That, what, that was, uh,
0: he, he knew how it was gonna end. <laughs> Is that what Fredo's saying way back in the scene where his father gets shot? He's actually just he's it's like, a like a PTSD a response. He's like, <laughs> paw, 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 paw. <laughs> I like this. She cuts him like in a straight jacket. He's like, <laughs> paw, paw. <laughs> He's a straight jacket in Las Vegas, <laughs> he's wearing <really> the sunglasses, <laughs> yeah. <so. laughs> He's, he's all tied of wearing a straight jacket waitresses couldn't get a drink his <laughs> straight jacket of course would be a disney theme like mickey mouse it's like a kid's oh, straight jacket oh, of the <laughs> yeah it's like a child i think even it would be all like las vegas like it would have oh. a lot of like, you know, like or it would be like one of the plaid that plaid uh, plaid <laughs> oh, yeah. suit he's wearing in uh, tahoe and gf2 so uh yeah so wow where do we start well, I'm dying to. This is the moment we've been counting down to for how mm-hmm. how long has it been that we've been counting down to, to the to shooting the oh, jerk? Oh gosh, you know that that's the one mathematical. I did every other mathematical calculation today. <laughs> Including the speed of the bullet leaving the gun and hitting McCluskey, how it slowed down by the veal in his throat. <laughs> I saw you doing it. I thought you were doing some kind of like forensics testing and stuff. <laughs> you had those mannequins set up with the, the veal. But mannequins. I don't. I don't know. I'd have to look back and see okay. when. When was the last? Oh, it was. Uh, it was the cannoli countdown. The cannoli the countdown, one, which yeah. was uh, maybe I'll I'll re-edit it mm-hmm. and drop it in. Yeah. So, um, so just to let everyone know, even though the, the shoot the turk countdown is now complete, it is theme mm-hmm. It is done. We are not going to debut the next countdown. You'll debut in the bonus content first. In today's bonus content. In today's content, bonus yes. content. So that'll be exciting. To and Alex, to let me tell tape. you, I am really excited to present it to mm-hmm. you. And you for the me, listeners, Ring bring Alex- my earbuds so I can listen to uh-huh. the... Alex you know, hasn't ranty. heard it, and I haven't really... I haven't said anything about it. Genre, nope. content, right? I just know it's a... Uh, it's like a George, Cla- George Class... George Glass. George Glass, that's what his name is. Who's George Glass? He's the, the composer who does, like... Oh, Philip Glass. That's what I'm thinking oh, of. Oh, Philip Glass. Who's George, oh, George, George, George is from the Brady Bunch. George Glass is Jan's fake boyfriend. <laughs> Jan's fictional boyfriend. Yeah, you know, George Glass, the composer. <laughs> I'm totally friends with him. Hey, <laughs> in pop culture, has that name taken on the meaning of any time you don't know who someone is, you just make it up? <laughs> it should. It is. Let's start, let's start that. Let's get that. Let's, totally let's do get that. that. Hey, I... Uh, Mikey, I uh, I don't I don't have a relationship with this uh, George Glass. <laughs> no, no, I don't know them. <laughs> yeah. Fredo's was the only one who speaks with an honest heart about George Glass. He's really like, I don't know, I don't know him because <laughs> no it's one a, does. <laughs> it's ironic that you would say that cuz that's the one line where he's lying to Mikey about. Uh. So. <laughs> so anyway so we will not be discussing what the net what the next countdown will be that's right or not be debuting it but so we can but for our listeners it's through. not a bad uh not not a bad time to start to access the bonus content because you are not going to want to miss the uh, should i give the name of the countdown nope okay nope won't even say the name Uh, And probably today or maybe next week, we will put the Shoot the Turk countdown on our Patreon page for the Patreon, for the supporters. The the single version. The single version, (laughs) yeah. Uh, yeah, so, uh, and this will be the last time. I know people hate it when we plug the bonus content, mm-hmm. but don't forget, if you sign up for the bonus content now, you can listen to all the, all, all the episodes and the bonus content. You know what yeah. I mean? You give access to every bonus content we've done, which is now probably about like 80 episodes, 80 episodes worth of, of bonus content. Yeah, that's a lot of, a whole lot of bonus content. <laughs> yeah, what Alex yeah. is trying to say is it's an, an offer, offer you can't, can't refuse. <laughs> So, uh, this minute starts off with basically 30 seconds of just a close-up of Al Pacino. It's fantastic. And also, so, and I looked, and... Including the close-up that ended last week's minute, even in eighty-nine, mm. it's a total of forty-five seconds close-up, wow. almost a whole minute that is just a close-up of Mikey's face. And it is, it it does zoom in a little bit. Right? Yeah, it's it's slow. It's kind of slow. you see his torso and face, and the first twenty seconds of this minute, it's or forty. What you, did you say? It's 20? total forty-five seconds. Okay, so yeah. then the first chunk of this one, it's zooming up to his face, and then it, the camera just sits on his face. Yeah, yeah. I, Alex, I have a whole segment prepared for this, just talking. About the filmmaking of this. All right, let's hear it. It's a masterpiece. Mm I don't know about you. I've seen this minute dozens of times Mm -hmm. through watching the movie and through through the podcast. You feel the tension. You do with the sound of the train coming by and uh Mikey's eyes start sort of flickering left and right and Mm You, you don't even really hear the Turk anymore. Yeah, it just kind of fades even, away behind the Yeah, uh, behind you me, you feel the him. blood pumping, yeah. and, like, and you're wondering, wow, is he going to do it? You know he's going to do because we've seen the movie before, yeah. but... It's fast. It's fantastic filmmaking. Now, do you say it's great filmmaking, or do you think it's great acting on Pacino's part? The fact that it's just basically a close-up of his face, and you see the—I mean, obviously there is filmmaking, the, the sound, and everything—but I think it's also a testament to his acting that you, you can basically just have one close-up, and it's a—that's a, you know, riveting. I would agree with you, Alex, except that. What folks don't know is that uh, it's not Al Pacino. It's a stunt double, even during that shot. Wow. Yeah. That is good filmmaking. <laughs> I thought that was it the whole time. That was Robert Duvall in makeup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so great, great. Yeah, <laughs> so, I, I you know, all jokes aside, I agree with you. Al Pacino does a fantastic job, too. It's everything. Mm-hmm. It's the sound. It's the direction. It's the, mm-hmm. the writing. The, the blocking. Everything yeah. about it. Yeah, I was just actually watching a... um a thing on youtube specifically talking about the editing in this scene oh that's mm. how it goes from like uh like early i guess more last minute than this one but it was like you know a uh you know the it would show like really intense close-ups of the turk and then like it would be the turk talking for a long time then there'd be a quick cut to mikey's face and then the turk talk you know the 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 rhythm of the editing is really Mm -hmm. uh is really uh good you know it it increases the tension too so uh, yeah, and I don't know if you notice this. I'm I'm really attuned to the sound too and the music and all. Mm-hmm. There's no music, but as the subway is, subway getting louder. Mm-hmm. And right at the Leon's end of getting getting that, larger. <laughs> the subway's getting louder. It's getting louder, Sonny. <laughs> <laughs> the subway may not even might not even pull up to that station at the point <laughs> when Mikey's going to shoot him. Did you ever think about that, Sonny? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, what do we do then? <laughs> so right before Mikey. Stands up and, and does the deed, as they say mm-hmm. in the mafia business. The uh, The subway starts screeching. Uh-huh. It's not screeching until right before. Right. Yeah, and then yeah. right when he stands up, the subway is, there's no sound at all of the subway anymore. As soon as he stands up.
1: Oh, really? I did not and notice yes, that. I noticed Oh, it. that's
0: interesting. And then he, when he starts shooting, the sound of the gun, so you get this loud buildup, this crescendo of subway, and then silence, and then, yeah. and then boom, boom. It's such a stark, <laughs> it's such a stark contrast to that loud subway yeah. sound. Yeah, I guess the the build up and then the staccato pop pop. Yeah, fantastic, great uh, audio mixing. I wish I knew the guy's name. That um, that uh, that video that video I just was talking about on YouTube also uh, said that uh, the the shooting is kind of uh, foreshadowed by the when the guy takes the wine the cork out because mm. like cause in that mm-hmm. scene it's just totally silent and then you, just, you know the cork pops out and it's so yeah. loud that it's like you know it's kind of like telegraphing what's going to happen oh, in the, interesting uh, in the in the later scene so uh yeah. oh very uh, cool i bet yeah. so lots wish he had those four minutes back when he was waiting for the wine bottle <laughs> know, to be open like, <laughs> <laughs> i wish he'd taken longer now know, that's his last thought he's going oh, i wish yeah. I, I i wish <laughs> i enjoyed that's my hagen sorry how does so of sound Dear Hagen. (laughs) Dear Hagen (laughs) imitating Salazar. I wish I I enjoyed those minutes while the waiter is opening the bottle more, Mikey. (laughs) <laughs> Yo, sounds like he's like on a departing train or something. He goes, no, 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 Mikey. <laughs> I think he is on that subway going by. He's like, remember two yeah. shots each, Mikey. Because <laughs> each main character has to remind him yeah. of the instructions. <laughs> Every time he like goes around a corner, there's there's like, clemenza Clemente like pops his head out of the, Italy. <laughs> yeah, the toilet tank. He's like, don't forget, kid, two shots. Um, it was actually there's a. Piece of paper written on the specials menu inside Mikey's menu. <laughs> the waiter is uh, is uh, Tessio. <laughs> I don't know why they have to, if why Mikey has to do it if everyone else is already in the restaurant. <laughs> Tessio with a wig. <laughs> oh, here's your meal, boys. Well, that's why it took him four minutes because he knew Clemens was in the the bathroom like uh, writing more instructions and reminders. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Mr. Solazzo. I, I just can't seem to open this bottle of wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I looked up on the, on the, on the internet about mm-hmm. uh, like, what it's like to get shot in the head. Oh. And hey, before you do that, yes. one other thing I have to comment on oh, about the yeah. filmmaking. That's what we're here for. It is fantastic. So when Mikey stands up, mm-hmm. the camera angle, the camera shot is of Solazzo. But Al Pacino walks in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. And so for that shot, the camera's completely blacked out. Mm-hmm. And then you see Salazzo again appear mm-hmm. and then Mikey shoots him. Yeah. And it sort of defies all logical filmmaking and, and shooting because like, why would you have someone walk right in front of the camera? Like, why wouldn't yeah. you just show him stand up and shoot it? And it's it's brilliant. It's fantastic. Go back and watch it, Alex. <laughs> well, I will. <laughs> it's <laughs> well, actually, amazing. Actually, it's funny because I watched that bit uh, a mm-hmm. lot of times because I was trying to figure out how exactly they did the shot on McCluskey's head. I mean, on, on the Turk's head. Mm. Oh, I see. At yeah. first, I thought that they used him blocking the camera. I thought, oh, once he's oh. out of the way of the camera, then the thing would already like they kind of stopped it, put the stuff yeah, on his head. Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't because there's there's like a there's like a second where he you could see the turk looking mm-hmm. up. Mikey's already past the camera and the thing is not there. So yeah, I don't know. how... Did you ever find out? I I oh. tried finding it on the internet and I couldn't. I'm sure it's like mm. the simplest technique or something. Yeah. But but like you don't see any. You can't see anything underneath you know you don't see like a squib yeah. underneath his, like, his hair or anything so yeah. on, his, or on his forehead so i think it's, it's like a, backwards footage or anything but even then how would they yeah they that still wouldn't then then yeah. they have to how would you get rid of the uh the blood things so uh well you'd pull it off it would start on there and he would, like, yank it off. Oh, okay. But I don't know. That, you'd think that would be so noticeable. Because then in that same shot, he starts to lean. He starts to fall back. Right, yeah. So uh, I don't know how they'd yeah. be able to pull that off and make yeah. it look real backwards. Yeah, so I don't know how they uh, how they did it. Mm. I apologize maybe, to the listeners. Maybe I, they really shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I think this was his last role, actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, Unfortunately, this was the first scene they shot in the movie. So oh, like, now we're oh, just, they had to have uh, Al, 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 what's his name? Al... Um, um, Al Neary Niri? Al Neary's brother <laughs> Fell into play Luckily he had a twin brother <laughs> Yeah So not only <laughs> So the rest of the movie was 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 actually a documentary Marlon Brando Al Pacino himself Had to flee to Sicily <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, and it was right. Marlon Brando Meeting with all his cousins No <laughs> oh, I gotta clear this actor the, Our main actor <laughs> Of all these false charges <laughs> But I'm a superstitious man <laughs> I did read that they had to film this a couple of times, though, so they had to, like, mm-hmm. clean up all the blood and reset uh, yeah. everything. And, you know, oh, the, the blood. Like we haven't even talked about the blood yet, too. Yes. Well, go ahead. I interrupted you. Rudy. No, it's all right. Well, one thing I like, but one thing that's interesting about the blood is, um, and maybe you'll have some more information about this, mm-hmm. I think the book specifically mentions, do you have stuff from the book about I it? I do have a passage okay. from the book. I'll read it later on. Okay. Uh, but what were right. you going to say about the blood? I was gonna say the the book specifically mentions a mist, a, a misty cloud goes yeah. behind, and so yeah. the, in the in the notes, uh, Francis Ford Coppola like highlighted that, yeah. so he wanted to, uh, you know, he wanted. To yeah, that's through. exactly what it looks like too. Yeah. You see it right behind it, yeah. and of course the waiter. Did you notice? the yeah, waiter? he gets, gets his, he gets blood all over his nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting watching the people in the background how the how they yeah. react to the shooting because. You know, I'm like they—they seem like they're—they're kind of just staring for a while. Yeah, the woman right behind, she barely reacts to what's going on. And on the one hand, I'm like, well, that seems like it would be like you would be instantly like, oh my god, what's going on? But I could also see it being like like you wouldn't even know what you were seeing for a second. It's just completely it's so, unreal. Yeah, yeah. Like you wouldn't, you know, mm-hmm. so it almost seems more realistic. Cause you think as extras, they'd be like, okay, as soon as he shoots him, I'm just going to stand up and scream and run away. Yeah. But the fact yeah. that they all just kind of like, are, the waiter's just going to like, Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And even afterward, even once a few seconds later, they all just are kind of moving slowly away. Right. They don't go yeah. running for cover. There's that one <laughs> guy who gets up and kind of like covers his face. Yeah, because yeah, I guess he doesn't want to be recognized <laughs> like by by uh, by Al Pacino yeah. by uh, by Mikey. I, I I think it's great imagining the so the waiter gets gets sprayed with blood mm-hmm. and similar to the scene earlier with Sonny and Mikey you can imagine the waiter's brother like a year earlier is like oh you oh you're gonna get a job in an Italian restaurant in the Bronx <laughs> oh you think it's that easy you get uh, <laughs> someone comes in get shampoo you get blood all, all over you your waiter pass through a guy fifty feet away <laughs> no, you're gonna get ring, you're, <laughs> you're gonna say about the pepper. <laughs> yeah. Well, where does it say you can't serve wine and take four minutes to open a bottle? I mean, come on. I bet the food critics, they might be interested in a story like that. (laughs) They might. They might. Uh, So getting shot in the head. Yeah, so what's it like getting shot in the head? Um, Well, so I read a couple of different articles on the internet. Mm -hmm. So caveat emptor, who knows how much of this is actually accurate or Mm -hmm. not. But um, Mm -hmm. So the consensus seems to be that if you're shot in the head, if you're shot in the heart you probably have about 10 or 15 seconds before you'll lose consciousness mm. because that's how long it'll take the blood. That's how, basically once the blood stops going to your brain, that's when you, oh, that's when you lose yeah. consciousness. Yeah, so if it, it hit the heart, then it just stops pumping and you have like 10 seconds to be yeah, like, Oh my God, yeah. what's going on or whatever. Yeah. Wow. But if you get shot in the brain, mm-hmm. You 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 won't really feel anything. You know what I mean. All it, deals are off. Yeah. By so the time you by the time it's ripping its way through your brain, you won't even you know you won't even know what's going on until it's like you know out of your head or whatever. So you're completely unconscious right away. Is that what you what you're saying? Not necessarily, but like because um, I read an interview with a guy who was shot in the head and he talked about what it was like and wow. and you know he said he got uh, he was. Um, Someone tried to kill him, mob style. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And so he said he got shot in the head and he didn't even, he just said he heard like a, like a loud, um, almost like your ears ringing, but inside of his whole head. Oh boy. And he said he went to someone who was standing there and was like, oh, help me, help me. And it was the guy who actually shot him. Oh. But he didn't like, he just, cause he didn't yeah. realize what was going on as he yeah. was just sitting there. And all of a sudden he just had this intense oh, my you know, feeling and then, you know, he didn't realize that that was the guy who shot him. So, wow. um. Uh, and he lived. Yeah, yeah, he survived. That's crazy considering the guy who shot him was still right there and saw that he was still alive. Yeah, I don't know. I guess he only had one bullet or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one shot, he's still alive! Yeah, that guy's uh, Kapo regime They said, make sure one bullet. <laughs> one bullet in the head, then go drop the gun. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think we're made of bullets? <laughs> Just use one, that should be enough. <laughs> no, no, it actually was Clemenza who who was there in that earlier time mm-hmm. with the situation you're describing and he's so stunned by it. He's like, oh, I should have told him two bullets. And that's why they keep reminding Mikey, remember, two shots. Two so when they, do, when they do the prequel to the godfather and <laughs> they have to explain why he <laughs> yeah. said two shots everything has to be yeah, explained that's a yeah. perfect prequel <laughs> plant and then they show uh they show another scene now we get it. now we, this is almost turning into a <laughs> of thing of what other things would be in the prequel that would explain oh. someone's behavior later on like maybe show Sonny on his first uh hit and he gets blood all oh, over his suit yeah. he's like oh man look at my suit <laughs> yeah and uh maybe uh Fredo, when he's a little kid, and he's got, mm. I don't know, whooping cough, and he's mm-hmm. just crying the whole time. The only thing that stops him from crying, crying is a little Mickey Mouse doll. Oh. <laughs> and so his parents, all, everyone all his life is always kind of exposing <laughs> him to Disney stuff, and he's just sick of it. <laughs> yeah. um, but well, the sad thing is it's still the only thing that works, uh, <laughs> even though he hates it. He, he knows it. He's getting stepped over. <laughs> uh, so apparently, though... Um, Shooting in someone in the forehead, you have a much better chance of surviving. Hmm, okay, because then if you do it like on the side of their head, oh, why is that? Because if you shoot them in the forehead, it might just go through one. Uh, you know, your brain is divided into two halves. Okay, so if it just oh. goes through one half of your brain, then oh. theoretically the other half can kind of carry the load, and you Whoa. can you can recover from it because wow. it'll you know you can you basically have to relearn how to oh. do all the things that. Were done on that part yeah. of the on that part of the brain, but so keep that in mind when you're going. So to shoot shooting somebody. the on the side on the temple that goes through both uh, both halves both halves. Yeah, yeah. I almost said loaves, but I was thinking lobes. Lobes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's all not mean. loaves. <laughs> loaves. Yeah. <laughs> oh, interesting. Um, I guess Cle- well, Clemenza didn't know that. I guess two shots if you're going to do two. Yeah, although he only shoots the Turk once, though, right? And there's a little bit about that in the book. Oh, yeah, interesting. We'll get to that. The other cool filmmaking part of this, I thought, was uh, uh, we haven't talked about McCluskey really, but when he ends up landing on the table and we'll get flipping there, it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think that's so cool. Oh yeah, and yeah, that iconic good, scene yeah. at the end where they're both laying there dead and the table yeah. is flipped up. In the uh, in the screenplay, it says you know after Mikey leaves, they just show them there. It says the the. They're sitting there on, like, a tableau made of, like, they're wax figures in a, Ah. like, they're almost, like, placed there, like a, Uh like a kind of, you know, scene or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, Oh, I would love to go to a Godfather Wax Museum. Oh, yes. Maybe we should, maybe we should start one. (laughs) Hey, if anyone's going to. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. If there's anyone, any (laughs) listeners out there that are good with wax, let us know. Not (laughs) W-H-A-C-K-S. Not those kind of wax. (laughs) How do you start a wax museum, Alex? You need a lot of bees. (laughs) You need a lot of ears. (laughs) A lot of ears? Yeah, (laughs) well. I should have known that one. I don't know. I always wondered about that. If you get... Because, you know, like Madame Tussauds, they have, like, wax model makers who work specifically for them. But if you work at, like, a... If you own, like, a small, cheap wax museum, do you just get, like... Hand me downs, or is I mean, there is there a catalog you go through to find, art, yeah, you know? I figures don't know. I stuff? get the impression they're all relics of the past, unless they're they're the mainstream. Yeah, songs definitely ones. feels like an old fashioned. Yeah, sort of thing. I, I always that's go, go to, to great. Yeah, I always go to every wax museum <laughs> when, I, when I get a chance. So uh. maybe that can be one of our bonus contents too. If we had a... or the Godfather Your wax, wax museum. museum, what would the poses be? Oh, what yeah, would yeah, they be what, dressed what in? scenes? You know. <laughs> So we see the bullet. We obviously the bullet goes through the Turk's head because yes. the, the bl- blood goes spraying mm-hmm, around. Yeah. But um, surprisingly, it could have been worse because if you get shot in the head with a part of the reason getting shot in the head is so bad mm-hmm. is because when a bullet goes into you, it um, aside from just ripping the the actual stuff that it hits, mm-hmm. it sends kind of like shock waves that. That go out from the oh, yeah. like the energy that was the that was driving the bullet yeah. forward just kind of ripples out through mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. thing. So the problem with getting shot in the brain is your brain is it is in a isn't like a case. Mm-hmm. Obviously, your skull. Yeah. So those ripples have nowhere to go except just keep oh, except keep man. rippling like bouncing your brain around, oh, you know, man. back and forward, which yeah. obviously makes more damage. Yeah. And if it's a small enough bullet, it won't go through the back of the brain. It won't go through the back of the skull. It, yeah. would just, it would just bounce around inside the skull. It would bounce around. Because it wouldn't have enough force to get through the back oh, of the skull. Man. So it would just bounce backwards. And, so that would really. That uh, sounds like a terrible recipe. For, well, Or, or like, it okay. like. At least it's getting the job done and you're like. Yeah, it depends who you are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Sounds like a terrible rec- recipe for a really bad hangover no. the next morning, Alex. <laughs> yeah, I'm sleeping in. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I have on what it's like to get shot in the head. Can we talk about McCluskey? Oh, yeah, definitely. Is a, you know, I realize this is a key minute for so many reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a turning point in the story, obviously. Mm-hmm. But also because it's the last time we're going to see McCluskey and Solazzo. Oh, I know. They oh. were two great characters. Yeah, fantastic ones. McCluskey, he... he 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 burned he didn't burn a long time, but he burned bright, that's for sure. Ah, I yeah. guess he's like the same thing with Waltz. Waltz is only in really two scenes. That's true, yeah. But so I guess well, Waltz at least is alive. <laughs> still alive? <laughs> yeah. One horse and you're still alive. So McCluskey. McCluskey, so what do you think about uh Mikey shoots Salazzo and then it shows McCluskey. That is the greatest shot of McCluskey. He's just, he's got the reel on the fork. Yeah, he's uh-huh. holding it up yeah. and he's looking up at Mikey and he's got this really interesting expression on his face. Yeah. Puzo writes about it in the book and we'll get to that in just a few minutes. Mm-hmm. To me, it looked like a mix of sort of like disappointment or shock. I, like a, like a point that he's not going to get to finish I don't his remember. meal. <laughs> yeah. <that's>, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's thinking, oh, it's lots of said this is the best oh, in the city. No, I, I only got four, I only got five bites. <laughs> five bites. I it. bet he got it and then was like, oh, this meal looks good. You know what? I'm just gonna eat the vegetables first and save the meal oh. for last. So that way I have something to look forward <laughs> to. <laughs> just he was about to eat the first piece of meal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know the reason <laughs> why he fell on the table. He's re- he's trying to make a last minute like grasp for the with <laughs> Just his head, yeah. Right? He put his face in the plate. <laughs> well, that's how I want to go. Put my face in the in the a on a plate, plate of, of, the of the best veal in the city. Now, as I recall, last <laughs> last week you were saying you were against veal. I am. I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But you know what? If I'm gonna go and the veal is already cooked, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're specifically asking for veal. It's just like yes. if you're there already. <laughs> Your last chance. So he just looks like a terrified child. And uh, I guess because he's not wearing his... captain's uniform, too. Mm-hmm. He's plain clothes. His hair yeah. is all combed, like brushed neatly. He's like this guy out to dinner. You almost, feel little, <laughs> you almost feel a little sad for him. Well, it's funny because that first time you see McCluskey, he's like a total dick. Yeah. You're like, oh, stand him up. You know, Punching <laughs> him in the jaw and all that stuff. But he's a war hero, kid. I don't care. I'm an asshole. Stand him up, pal. <laughs> but uh, after that, all the scenes leading up to this, he's been a reasonable guy. Oh, sorry, Mike. I oh, uh, gotta do this. You know, he pats him down and he's mm-hmm. like, you know, sorry about his it and you know he, he sits down to eat his veal he's not giving anyone a hard time and, and, and when Salazzo tries to frisk him again remember yeah. McCluskey's protecting Mike he's like yeah I frisked him <laughs> I don't, you him. don't need to frisk him again he's a good kid I'm just Hands getting too <laughs> I told you I frisked them. <laughs> Watch it, Turk, I frisked him. It's gonna cost you extra. <laughs> so uh Yeah 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 sorry, I think you're right. And so. he, he doesn't mind if they speak English, you know, speak Italian. They go, oh, I go ahead, I don't know, fine <laughs> with me. I'm he, a broad culture, I like appreciate all yeah. cultures. <laughs> you appreciate a fine culture, don't you, Mike Mark McCluskey? <laughs> He even asked for a, a meal recommendation yeah, from like someone open, outside he's, of his culture. Open-minded guy. This is the 40s. Yeah. People usually stick to their, their, their fair, their yeah, ethnic I, fair. And I think also like when he gets shot, he still looks like he just can't believe what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's <laughs> also, he says, oh, I'm getting too old for this job, mm. which makes you think, oh, he's, he's going to retire soon. <laughs> It's my last day. We know he gives to charity. He just keeps off the booze. Uh You know? (laughs) (laughs) Poor guy. So it is just a great expression on his face. I wish I was sailing. (laughs) (laughs) So he gets shot in the throat, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then he starts clawing away at his throat. Yeah. And then Mikey shoots him again on the forehead. Mm -hmm. In the forehead. Yeah. Do you have any any comments about that? Well, research um, about it? Well, I didn't look up specifically what it was like to get shot in the throat. I imagine you can survive that a lot more than you can. Yeah, probably uh, get a shot in the head, in the brain. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. pass through. You might your voice might get uh, messed up. But um, the reason I asked you if you did more research is because I remember, boy, this is probably a year ago, Alex. You told me about a blooper in the scene, and I noticed it. And you haven't brought it up yet. Is it the fact that McCluskey seems to have a, a hole in his forehead yes. when he is shot in the, in yes. the throat? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh it's weird. Is there anything online or in the in the? I haven't seen anything about anything, it. Nothing. Yeah. yeah, but it's very clear. It's from far away, so he gets shot in the throat, and you see him from far away, clutching at his throat. But there's definitely a big mark on his forehead. And then when it cuts to him in close up, mm-hmm. the mark is not there yes. on his forehead. So it's 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 uh, it's it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's like they took another take, the footage from another take, and inserted it into that where maybe he had already been shot twice. Right, but you think, Getting? Shot, I guess maybe when he shot him in the head, it just went through one of the lobes that controlled his speech, yeah. which is why he can't, he's like, ah, yeah. ah, Maybe the mark on McCluskey's forehead is actually, was the bullet leaving Salazzo, Oh, wow. <laughs> hey, he was in the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah i guess it could be it could like a ricocheted the, from the back of of uh the turk's head went out and then hit oh, the uh, hit Man. <laughs> oh and then hit lou outside and that's why lou doesn't make a move that's, when Mikey right, yeah. leaves the restaurant <laughs> did you ever see uh the movie uh john f kennedy uh, jfk yeah jfk yeah. uh-huh yeah, yeah the, the whole magic bullet thing oh, that's, that's kind of right, like yeah, yeah that, that's yeah the, uh, yeah i'm curious about that why mm. why that uh shot is in there yeah, I would say we we asked, we'll answer, but I'm not sure there's information out there, there about it. There, there isn't a lot of, uh you know, I was looking on the making of this whole scene, trying to find out about how they did the thing on the Turk's forehead, and yeah. nothing was coming up, you know, yeah. other than just, it was all about the editing and the filmmaking aspect of it, not the practical effects or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you a question. Let's mm-hmm. suppose they were to do a um re-release The Godfather. Mm-hmm. Actually, isn't it? Didn't we talk about how it's going to be playing in theaters? Yes. We, uh, I don't know if we talked about it on air. Okay. Yeah. This fall, right? Yeah. If they went in and digitally erased the blood on McCluskey's forehead, Ooh. would you be for that or again it? I think I'd be against it. I think it's such a wonderful movie and with all its quirks and yeah. overdubs. Maybe, where does it end? Do you want them to re-overdub? Um, I talked to Barzini. Woo! That sounds like the audience does. <laughs> yeah. So it's already, so it's just a little bit more believable now. Right. Warts and all. Yeah. Warts and all. And also, I don't know if this is the kind of thing where I don't know if I would have noticed it if we weren't doing minute by minute. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. you know, you, you mean that I talked to Barzini. <laughs> <laughs> no, I meant the, I meant the bullet on the forehead bit, but that's, oh, yeah, you know. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I would have to. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, when I was playing it, I was playing it like it's slow, you know, like scrubbing through it very slowly because something falls and, and lands on McCluskey's plate. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I thought maybe it was like, like, uh, blood or, or so, uh, something, you know, yeah. something. But it's a fork actually with the veal on it that he, oh. dro- cause, you know, he's holding the, the veal in his hand on the, he's yeah. holding the fork in his hand with the veal on it. And mm-hmm. then he, when he gets shot in the throat, he drops it on the, uh, on the pl- on the uh, oh so that after the first shot he drops it yeah on the he pit. drops the veal oh, and he okay. starts clutching it with throat. both of his hands yeah, yeah yeah so if you look you can see that last bit of veal yeah <laughs> I guess it all winds up on the floor so it's not like <laughs> it is <true. laughs> yeah. what that- if that poor, were- poor cow died for nothing <laughs> if I were him you know you're a goner I would just would have. Instead of dropping the fork and clutching my throat, which would yeah. which was useless, clearly, yeah. I would have just jammed that veal into the hole in my throat. <laughs> Right, one last opportunity to taste the finest veal uh, in the, in the s- New York. That's right. Well, but the, but the irony is you wouldn't be able to taste it because you taste things with your tongue, not your throat. <laughs> not your throat. I <laughs> didn't even think about that. Oh, that would have been a tragic oh. irony. You're like, I never even got to taste it. <laughs> <laughs> that's his last thought. I thought you were. I thought you were shoving it in there to try to close up the hole. Oh, with the veal. <laughs> that's a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> he gets to the <laughs> hospital. The doctor's like, ah. This 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 veal saved your life. <laughs> ah, I promise I'm gonna eat veal every day for the rest of my life, huh? Eh? <laughs> he, he orders it everywhere he goes just in case he's ever someone attempts to murder him again. <laughs> yeah. So It's a PSA. Always order the meal, kids, because you never know. <laughs> Stay off the booze. And eat lots of veal. His voice is already pretty gravelly, <laughs> so I can imagine how he would have sounded like with a, a veal, uh, patch. <laughs> veal patch. Veal um, patch. I want to think about McCluskey when... so talk about so, it all day. Slots so, so would get shot, and then it cuts to McCluskey staring up at Mikey. <laughs> the other thing I thought he could have been thinking instead mm-hmm. of, oh, man, I'm like, wow, I'm not going to get to eat the veal, is, uh, wow, and I frisk this guy kid like, how is this oh. happening it's true is he like what the how you <laughs> get that gun <laughs> i'm getting too old for this job i missed it <laughs> mikey totally should have rubbed it in his face go oh we had it planted so if you were mikey would you tell him, would you tell him it was planted or would you say i had it on me all along and you just missed it that would be even worse <laughs> yeah i think i'd rub it in his face <laughs> the gun yeah <laughs> the, the veal <laughs> And and then once I shot him once and he's clutching at his throat, I would would say um, something like, uh, if I were Mike, I'd say, uh, finish your veal, Mark, (laughs) or or, uh, lay it down. down. Using his own language against him. Uh, I love that shot where he's grabbing his throat and he's just like, you're not sure what he's going to do or if he's like, yeah. he's just kind of like, it rah, 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 rah. seems like such a, just a human instinctual reaction. Yeah. It's yeah. Fantastic. And I love watching Al Pacino's face. Cause he's just holding the gun, like looking at him almost mm-hmm. like, do I have to shoot him again? Cause mm-hmm. then he, then he just, you know, falls forward and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's almost like how many, she's like, how many shots do I have to put yeah. into this guy? Yeah. And the Turk went down with one bullet. Oh, it's so great. We did talk about the other people in the restaurant mm-hmm. and I noticed as the scene progresses, so the two characters are shot and are dead. The it's the waiter who who is backing up during that whole scene, mm-hmm. backing up, backing up, and right before the scene cuts to outside, uh, he he sort of walks slowly into the bathroom. Did you notice that? Is it the bathroom? Yeah, because it's opposite. It's the opposite direction of where Mikey runs. Oh, right, because Mikey runs towards the camera. Yeah. And where, so the waiter just kind of backing up, backing up. And then he slowly kind of turns into the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And it's so odd because he he doesn't run in there. But again, I think it's going back to what you said. It's just this these confused people trying to make sense like of it. Like in shock, yeah. And instinctually just trying to move away and right. cover, but not really sure yeah. how to do it. Or, or I'm sure he it. was like, oh my gosh, my jacket is covered in blood. I better go wash it off because I'm going to get yelled at for <laughs> yeah. ruining another jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> another jacket. <laughs> <laughs> another question i had Alex, is, yes. is this murder or assassination hmm um i don't know what's the difference exactly <laughs> i don't know either did they refer to <laughs> That's it what i was asking uh, in gf2 mm-hmm. they refer back to this right don't they say like oh in the murder of a new york police oh, captain they, do. Or something they like say that? murder yeah do they say murder they don't say the think, assassination of a i think they say murder yeah yeah People uh, with guns being stupid. Yeah, I think it murder. Uh, I don't know exactly what the difference is. Because mm, John Lennon was assassinated, right? I, again, I don't know what the uh, what the difference is. Will ask, ask will we'll answer. answer. I think right. like we already did in a previous minute. Did yeah. we? Maybe, but I don't know. I can't think of when. That sounds when sounds that. new to me. Yeah. Anyway, we'll think but about. Let me write that down so we don't forget. Assassination. I remember uh, telling talking to someone once about John Lennon's murder mm-hmm. and I referred to it as assassination and the person was like, Assassination? Like it wasn't no. assa- like that's only for political or whatever no. reasons, but okay. You know. So anyway. Well, we'll this was is this a political reason? We'll ask, we'll, we'll answer. answer. So I would like to read from parts of the book to compare the book to the movie. But do you have any other commentary before that? Uh, the only last thing I'll say is when Mikey drops the gun, mm-hmm. you, you know, he puts his hands up like over his head and kind of yeah. like drops the gun. Mm-hmm. And right when the gun hits the ground is when McCluskey's body like falls the last oh. step. So I was wondering if the vibration of the gun hitting the oh. like he was just <laughs> balanced enough, and when he dropped the gun on the floor, it made him tip <laughs> like just knocked him off balance enough where fell down there. So uh, and right when McCluskey's hand was like. Landing on the floor, you can hear him gurgling, saying, "He's, he's clean. He's clean. <laughs> he was clean. He was clean." <laughs> that's that's the last thing I have about McCluskey. Well, goodbye, funny man. We will miss you, mm-hmm. Mark McCluskey. Mm-hmm. Virgil Salazzo, we will miss you too. He was a stand-up guy. <laughs> Virgil Salazzo, you were right. You, you were, were the hunted, hunted one, one. <laughs> and you weren't that clever. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> So, shall I read from the book? Yes, please do. Okay, it's a few chunks, so I'll kind of break it down. Chunks of veal? (laughs) Chunks of veal. Here we go. Page 90. Page 150. Puzzo writes, Underneath the table, his right hand moved to the gun, tucked into his waistband, and he drew it free. At that moment, the waiter came to take their order, and Salazzo turned his head to speak to the waiter. So let's pause right there. Isn't that interesting? So a little bit of a different succession of events. In that universe, McCluskey never even got to have any of the meal. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> the book The book so uh, it, Al Pacino is much more hardcore than the movie Al Pacino. <laughs> so is it better to have had the veal, tried it and died, or to never have had it at all? It's better to have vealed and lost <laughs> than never to have vealed at all. <laughs> Which is funny, because didn't, didn't uh, Frank Sinatra say that? <laughs> Wasn't what? that a Frank Sinatra line? Isn't it better to have loved than to have never have loved... Better to have loved and lost than to have never loved at all. I think it's older than that. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. I always thought it was Frank Sinatra, which would have been great because of the connection. Okay. we Will ask. ask Will we'll answer. answer. At that moment, the waiter came to take their order, and Salazzo turned his head to speak to the waiter. Michael thrust the table away from him with his left hand, and his right hand shoved the gun almost against Salazzo's head. The man's coordination, now this is the man, the Salazzo, I'll just say Salazzo, Solazzo's coordination was so acute that he had already begun to fling himself away at Michael's motion. Mm. It's a very different action scene. Yeah. But Michael, younger, his reflexes sharper, pulled the trigger. The bullet caught Salazzo squarely between his eye and his ear. Oh, so he got shot in the head, he side of the head. So he gets shot the right way and when it exited on the other side, blasted out a huge gout of blood and skull fragments onto the petrified waiter's jacket. Oh. <laughs> Instinctively, Michael knew that one bullet was enough. Huh. So interesting. One I is enough. I, maybe because he's a war hero, but he just knew that one was enough. Even though Clemenza's voice, he can hear, two shots, yeah. kid. Don't forget two <laughs> shots, kid. The little, uh, little Clemenza angel on his <laughs> shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Salazzo had turned his head in that last moment. Oh, that's why he shot him in, in the side. Because he was a little turning to look at the waiter. Yeah, so. yeah. Salazzo had turned his head in that last moment, and he had seen the light of and he had seen the light of life die in the man's eye eyes as cle- clearly as a candle goes out. Oh, so done. Uh, only this is an interesting part. So here's the McCluskey bit, which is a little bit different. Only one second had gone by as Michael pivoted to bring the gun to bear on McCluskey. The police captain was staring at Salazzo with phlegmatic surprise, (laughs) as if this had nothing to do with him. He did not seem to be aware of his own danger. His veal-covered fork was suspended in his hand, (laughs) and his eyes were just turning on Michael. And the expression on his face in his eyes held such confident outrage as if now he expected Michael to surrender or to run away. <laughs> that Michael smiled at him as he pulled the trigger. Oh, he's cold hearted. Isn't that interesting? But McCluskey's sort of still thinking, like, I'm safe. It's not so, gonna happen to me. Uh, so can I just do a sidebar yeah, yeah, for yeah, a second? That's a good spot to pause. So are we usually to assume that McCluskey is also armed? oh i bet yeah so if he did not shoot mccluskey theoretically mccluskey would have took out his gun and sh- tried to shoot mike that's my mike. guess yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah at least for his own protection you yeah know? yeah but as even even aside from saying i'm here to protect the turk he's be concerned for his own life yeah so even though but, no one's ever gunned down a new york city police yeah captain. i mean he's it's made him cocky and careless the fact that no one's ever gunned down a police captain right. before i think he's even just in be, this moment he doesn't believe he's in danger Yeah. You know. I, he should have just been standing there with his hand, with the gun up against Mikey's head the whole time, like as insurance. <laughs> Sorry, Mikey, I gotta do yeah. it further. <laughs> anyway, proceed. Yeah, McCluskey has the gun pointed at Mikey the whole time, and uh, and has got his hand frisking Mikey the whole time. <laughs> like the whole, it's an awkward meeting. Yeah, can't be too safe though. <laughs> no, He's the hunted he one. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, So Mikey pulls the trigger. This shot was bad, not mortal. It caught McCluskey in his thick bull-like throat, and he started to choke loudly as if he had swallowed too large a bite of the veal. (laughs) Despite the fact that it was the (laughs) finest in the city. No, the finest in the... Uh, The finest in in New New York. York. Right. The best in the city. (laughs) (laughs) And the greatest in the world. (laughs) I like it's all the knockoff t-shirts you can get when you go to New York. (laughs) I like how Puto keeps referencing the veal. Yeah, I think he he owns veal stock. He's trying to make it it appealing by connecting it with murder. (laughs) Puto writes, Then the air seemed to fill with a fine mist of sprayed blood as he coughed it out of his shattered lungs. Mm, Didn't include that detail. No. Yeah, that's right. He's just sort of clawing at his neck. You don't see the... Blood yeah. shooting out of uh, yeah. McCluskey's neck. Very, very coolly, very deliberately, Michael fired the next shot through the top of his white-haired skull. Mm, the top of it. Yeah. So like he like a nail gun? <laughs> like he went over <laughs> to him <and> like <laughs> pointed facing From down. the top, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's a carpenter, too. <laughs> the air seemed to be full of pink mist. Michael swung toward the man sitting against the wall. So remember in the book, uh, so oh, there's of, a guard there, There's a too. guard yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, The man had not made a move. He seemed paralyzed. Now he carefully showed his hands on top of the table and looked away. Hmm. The waiter was staggering back toward the kitchen, an expression of horror on his face, staring at Michael in disbelief. He's wondering if he's still going to get a tip. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't have time to order. (laughs) Salazzo was still in his chair, the side of his body propped up by the table. McCluskey, his heavy body pulling downward, had fallen off his chair onto the floor. Michael let the gun slip out of his hand so that it bounced off his body and made no noise. He saw that neither the man against the wall the wall, nor the waiter had noticed him dropping the gun. He strode a few steps toward the door and opened it. Solazzo's car was parked at the curb still, but there was no sign of the driver. Lou? Yeah, which is interesting. and I think in the movie, too, you don't see anyone. Maybe there is someone in there, but... The Corleone's car pulls up very quickly, and Mikey gets in it. I yeah. don't recall seeing anyone in the car. Hmm. Lou must be on a smoke break. Yeah, maybe he's working for some other. Uh, <laughs> he was. Uh, maybe the, he's on the Corleone's payroll. <laughs> he was working for uh, for Barzini, mm-hmm. no, not for Barzini for Tattaglia. Tattaglia? Oh, so he's working as a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me make a little money yeah. on the side. Anyway, so... Hey, uh, I just remembered, I forgot to say, when you said McCluskey eats all the vegetables first, yeah. he saved the veal for last! <laughs> Everything with him is broccoli. <laughs> Does broccoli go with veal? I don't even know. You're up here in the mountains, uh, drinking, what's he drinking, Cheech? Uh, uh, broccoli cocktails. <laughs> broccoli with his veal. Uh, George Glass. <laughs> George Glass. Uh, Okay, a little bit more. There's some cool Mm -hmm. information here. Uh, Let's see. Uh, Puto writes, "Uh, Michael turned left and around the corner. Headlights flashed on and a battered sedan pulled up to him, the door swinging open. He jumped in and the car roared away. He saw that it was Tessio at the wheel. Whoa. Yeah, his trim features hard as marble. Did you do the job on Salazzo? Tessio asked. For that moment, Michael was struck by the idiom Tessio had used. It was always used in a sexual sense. Hmm. Did you do the job on Salazzo? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. <laughs> to do the job on a woman meant seducing her. It was curious that Tessio used it now. Huh. Both of them, Michael said. Sure, sure. Tessio asked. I saw their brains, Michael said. There was a change of clothes for Michael in the car. 20 minutes later, he was on an Italian freighter slated for Sicily. Wow, 20 minutes later? Yeah, two hours later, the freighter pulled out to sea, and from his cabin, Michael could see the lights of New York City burning like the fires of hell. Whoa. He felt an enormous sense of of relief. He was out of it now. The feeling was familiar, and he remembered being taken off the beach of an island his Marine division had invaded the battle had been still going on but he had received a slight wound and was being ferried back to a hospital ship he had felt the same overpowering relief that he felt now all hell would break loose but he wouldn't be there hmm interesting and scene so a few few key differences yeah i'd never guessed it was tessio in the car but it kind of makes sense right i to me that seems weird like i would have assumed that the the capo regimes don't do any of that kind of like, pick someone up at the airport, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seems like it should have been some, but I guess... Because this, this is a street thing. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, I th- I would have thought it would have been, like, like, Tessio's driver more so than Tessio himself. Uh, I guess because of the seriousness of it. Yeah. Remember, uh... Sonny said to Clemenza, make sure you get someone real good. I mean, real good to plant that gun. Yeah. And you certainly don't want to have to go back to Sonny and say, oh, yeah, I didn't. I sent someone else to pick him up because, yeah, you know, I was too big. It was too small. The job for me. Yeah. I, you know, because I was playing Pinochle with the, uh, the <laughs> negotiator. <laughs> yeah. He was perfect. <laughs> um, so an interesting uh, back to the movie for a second. Uh, mm-hmm. Al Pacino, you see him run out of the restaurant and the getaway car. So do you think the getaway car they were just listening for gunshots, and then once they heard the gunshots, they knew like, okay, that's it. Well, you see, I think you see Mikey come out, and then the car pulls up. Right? But like the the car had to be like on and idling and ready yeah. to, so uh, like, like half they, a block away, yeah, maybe. Hmm. Um. Oh, so I wonder if that's where Lou was. They had actually taken him, like out. hit him with a blackjack. Yeah, oh, maybe <laughs> that would have been a good move. <laughs> yeah, that would have. It's a smart <laughs> <Yeah>. move. <laughs> Hello, Lou. <laughs> <laughs> so uh so while they were filming it, they, were, mm-hmm. they had a kind of a close up of Al Pacino jumping on the running board of the car as it was passing by oh, wow. to escape. And yeah. while they were filming it he uh the, the driver didn't slow down enough and al pacino uh, broke his foot oh. and that's why later on in the movie you know earlier in the movie there were scenes that were filmed after he had broken his foot because mm-hmm. you know like he couldn't on the cane remember the yeah there's that cane in the scene yeah. and then so this mm-hmm. was the scene where he we, where he had broken his foot wow interesting so, uh, yeah oh boy so um oh Tessio would have had hell to pay with Sonny, if, he, if Michael Corleone had oh, not yeah. gotten in a car or injured himself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he had a broken jaw and a broken <laughs> foot by the time he arrives yeah. in Sicily. He's all like, mm-hmm. And so is the running board that old platform on cars on the side where yeah. you, would, you would literally run and jump on it and kind of hitch a ride on the outside? Was that the purpose of it? I don't know. I don't think that was I don't think that was the purpose. I think it was you you mm-hmm. always see gangsters just standing on the outside yeah. of the car shooting. I feel like it was more to like step in you know, like SUVs have like a, a kind of like step to mm-hmm. get into it. I feel mm-hmm. like it was more like that. Mm-hmm. I I can't imagine they would market a car and say, Hey, and your friends can hang on to the side of the car. <laughs> well, that's a, gonna be in our godfather newsletter this week. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I'm gonna look that up. Okay. So we asked, asked we'll, we'll answer. answer. Wow, the packed we asked oh, will answer yeah. segment this this week. We um Yeah, that's it. What is a running board? Running board. And why is it called a running board? That's a good question. Okay. We'll find out. Next week on Uh, The Godfather Minute. Minute. Uh, What else you got? That's, I think, pretty much all I have for this. Uh, Also, I actually thought it was polite of Mikey in the book to shoot them before the meal came. Mm, Because otherwise it's like a dine and dash situation. Oh, it's polite of him for the patron or the, for the, uh, restaurant. the restaurant owner. Because yeah. this way the restaurant in the <laughs> movie, the restaurant is not only is there a mess and a murder, but then they're also out of the veal and the wine, which they, you know, oh, they, the whole bottle fell and stuff. So. Do, you think, do you think any of the Corleones, maybe through a third party proxy, ended up paying the owner of the restaurant like, hey, here's a here's a something for your troubles? Sorry, about that. Um, I, I he couldn't get, be connected with it. Of course, that's yeah. That, that that's why my hesitation would be: if they were to mm-hmm. do that, then like, why would then? Yeah, it seems like that would tie them to it. But yeah. like, you're right; though through some back channels. They yeah. leave like a pile of cash outside the door yeah. or whatever. That actually would make sense because then those witnesses or the, the waiter would say, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know who it was." Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like a it's a threat. To, yeah. So ironically, the owner Louis, the owner of the restaurant, goes to Don Corleone later and says, "I want to find the guys who shot up my restaurant because it <gasps> caused, <laughs> hurt my business, and <laughs> so on." And then, you know, oh my gosh, it starts solo for how did that conversation go? Don Corleone's like, he's stalling because he's really stumped. It's like, well, you gotta first ask for my friendship. Come on, yeah, I can't just start giving anyone favors. My meal for sink. Yeah. Your restaurant doesn't serve Sanka. I can't be your friend. <laughs> you can only patronize Sanka <laughs> ran restaurants. <laughs> I have a deal with them. <laughs> <An> endorsement. <laughs> if I give favors to you, whatever, what are the Sanka people going to say that I'm that I'm two timing them? <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have for uh, for minute ninety. That's all I have. Are You ready to rate it? Okay, let's rate this one. Do you have your do you have your oh, number? I was born ready to rate this one. Okay, ready? One, one two, two three, three, four, five, five six. Six? <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll stick with all five. scale. Yeah, 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 five stars. Woo! This can't, we, we should have been keeping track of this, but there had to have been other five stars. I think we've had some, oh, the horse head one was probably a five star. Yeah, stars. and all the all the, like the Gio- Giozzi, the Johnny maybe. scenes. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, so um, <laughs> it's been a while, I feel like. <laughs> that's right. Fredo, every scene with Fredo in it is getting five stars. <laughs> right. Every scene with Michael Corleone <laughs> in it gets five stars. Oh, so. leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah, that's got to be a five cool. star. Five stars. five star, stars. So, yeah. So, yeah, this is the, I guess this is like the end of act one of end the of act one. And it's funny that minute 90 more or less ended right when, you know, yeah. I guess there's a little bit of the newspaper montage at the very last yeah, second, but the, for the, the most same. part, it really ends yeah. exactly at the end of the scene. Yeah, so, it really uh, does. oh yeah. And we didn't even talk about the music, uh, chiming in That's right. I was reading a, um, interview with someone about the music. hmm. They, uh, they this, there's a couple of scenes in The Godfather where they don't muse, use don't use music until the end of it, end of a scene. Yeah, until the mm-hmm. end of the scene, as opposed to the, he was saying that the trend in movies is to have music all throughout a scene, mm-hmm. like when he's mm-hmm. shooting, have it, you know, music. Yeah, yeah, and he compared music in movies to steroids. Because mm. he was saying it's like, you know, athletes can use them to to bolster their thing. Like a movie can put in music too, but it's in the long run, it's unhealthy for mm. the, you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess it, it it diminishes the impact because then yeah. if there's music all throughout the thing, then then it kind of loses it. It just becomes background. Yeah, yeah, you know, I can like see that. that. So, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, I feel that way about the Marvel movies. I feel like they're, the music sounds identical in every single yeah. one and it's, yeah, it's it's a little over the top yeah yeah it's very yeah. uh yeah so um anyway all right i guess that'll wrap up minute 90 yeah and it, just uh looking ahead are we gonna have the same call off this episode all right we gotta come up with come up with a Maybe new one more time for McCluskey for old, time old sake. time's sake old yeah time's we'll have to sake. come up with a new um mm-hmm. uh, 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 uh tom can can you get the veal off the hook <laughs> just for old time's sake <laughs> feel off the look. so will it depend on what the next countdown is for it might it will yeah it might uh that might yeah. have a uh well it, well it's no surprise that our next that our next countdown is about sunny getting shot on the causeway because that's what the supporters voted on right and that will happen in minute 119 so that's in 29 minutes so 29 minutes worth of whatever the next the sunny shot on the causeway countdown. that's right i guess we'll just call it the causeway countdown I guess we'll have to see what the... the we'll oh, I can't wait. I'm see. so excited. Yeah. Oh, let's wrap this oh. up so I can get to the bonus All right. content. All right, everyone. So uh, thanks for listening to us talk about stuff. Um, if you want to join us in the bonus content, it's godfatherminute.com slash support. Just uh, just basically $1 a show. You get to listen mm-hmm. to us talk more about The Godfather every week. And you get to hear uh, the song. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Stick in the, around. We're going to reveal the new countdown and mm-hmm. during the bonus content. And uh, if you're leaving us now, then uh, be sure to join us on the uh, Fredo Corleone's Mickey Mouse Nightclub on Facebook. Some great, great memes and stuff mm-hmm. going on there. Mm-hmm. Recently, people started doing uh, Star Wars Godfather mashups, which, oh, which is a, yeah. an entertaining uh, entertaining mm-hmm. subject, mm-hmm. You know, especially for yours truly. And uh, Oh, I saw that today. And I thought those were really things that you said during star on star wars minute no no those are just things they were just mashing up godfather quotes with star wars quotes because someone started the original post saying that some of your godfather lines are bleeding over into star wars yeah i do i do frequently Mm -hmm. use like oh the book is different than the movie or Mm -hmm. or 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 stuff like that i mean like make luke an offer he can't refuse (laughs) yeah right did (laughs) you say Luca an (laughs) offer he (laughs) can't like uh, the Ewoks are the hunted ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you right. go. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yes, anyway. anyway. Uh, so, okay, then uh, we'll be back next week with Minute 91. Until then, try, try the veal. It's, it's the best in the city. The city. We'll miss you, McCluskey.